Hi, I'm Ian Richardson. Welcome to the Tech Talks podcast from the Iceway and Sea Trade Cruise. Each episode looks at technology and innovation in the cruise industry as I host Q&A sessions with tech leaders and innovators who are all working diligently to create solutions that will benefit cruise in a variety of different ways. As co-founder and CEO of the Iceway ecosystem of companies, I myself are very excited to be involved in new technology projects on a regular basis. Many of these are specifically aimed at helping improve the cruise industry. There's a lot of great work and effort going into new and cutting edge technology solutions in the cruise industry as a whole. The objectives are far reaching, from enhancing the onboard experience for guests and crew, to increasing the overall efficiencies both at sea and in port or destination. A lot of us are working hard to reduce wastage and to implement more sustainable practices, processes and features. The Tech Talks podcast will put a spotlight on these solutions and will include never before seen information and facts about them, whilst also providing an exclusive platform to some of the creative minds who are behind them. On today's Cruise Talk, we'll be talking about the up-and-coming Sea Trade Global event in Fort Lauderdale. And in particular, we're going to be focusing on the Innovation Tech Zone, which was a huge success last year. So I'm very excited to learn what's in store for attendees this year. Now, with me to talk it all through is the Iceway's own David Tibbles, or Mr. Tibbles, as we like to call him, who takes on the responsibility of organising this part of the event Great to have you with us, Mr. Tibbles. Yes, good to see you. Right, so the tech zone then. So how did it come about? So it was back in, probably in late 2021, and it was actually an idea from you, which is... um, Well, I can't take all the credit. I think it was a brainstorming session that we were having about sea trade. So yeah, we'd obviously discussed some ideas around how to promote tech within sea trade. Obviously, there's a large IT area, and there's focus in various panels and various several of the talks that happen we thought it would be good to have a real focus and actually have a zone that we could get a few products in and and get the guests to, and the visitors to actually come along and have a look and have a play and see what's out there and what's new in the world of tech so it was pitched probably late 2021 and we um got it all up and running for sea trade global in miami in 2022 which was sort of no mean task. It was a lot of organising for that year. But yeah, so that's how it came about. Just some ideas from yeah, Tech Ambassador and yeah, just us thinking it would be good to promote a bit more of the of the tech side within Sea Trade. Well I wasn't there obviously in the in twenty twenty two. I had uh, other duties. But I heard it went very well. But what were you most proud of last year? We had about four or five suppliers in the zone. It was great to get them in one place. Um, everyone was really helpful, and it it really proved that even if there were any competing technologies, everyone was kind of singing from the same hymn sheet and going in the same direction. So, yeah, it was it was it was good to have everyone there. Um, yeah, pretty proud of how it went. I think the help that we had from Sea Trade and getting the whole zone set up it worked really well and is there anything that you'd do differently i think certainly this year we want to be a little bit more tactile and have products that people can kind of touch and feel and interact with we had a couple of them last year but we thought we'd make it totally that way this year so um to really allow people to come and have a play rather than just 
be demoed to because we realized that probably most of the booths around the whole expo show floor is very much demos and there's not a lot of interaction so really to make it more of an interactive tech zone so that's the plan for this year and there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of work goes into setting all this up are there any sort of main challenges that you that you have yeah finding the right tech is difficult we tend to start planning probably october november december the year prior so we started this sort of round probably in november of 22 obviously we'd learned a lot from last year so we we had our kind of framework in place but finding the right vendors and really at that stage you tend to find with c-trade global a lot of people they probably plan far in advance but they don't book far in advance so we don't always have a full list of all the tech partners that are actually on the show floor so we do a bit of reaching out and um and using the providers that we know to see if they know of any interesting tech that's out there that that would that would work well so we have a meeting every couple of weeks with the Citro team, with Ignis from the Citro team, which just helps us plan. He does all of the sort of legwork on the actual setting up the zone and positioning it and making sure that it looks good on the on the whole expo floor. Yeah, it's the venue change hasn't really affected anything. So the fact that it's now in Fort Lauderdale rather than Miami, the expo show floor is similar. I think we may be a little bit smaller in the tech zone than we were last year but it's certainly in a better position it's right in the middle of the it area we're next to a food hall which will hopefully increase a bit of footfall and we're also right next to the cruising innovation theater which is good because it means that there will be an increased amount of footfall past the area which will yeah hopefully we can grab some people in and hopefully they see this podcast and see some of the social posts that we have and we'll be eager to come along so the planning of it is pretty easy we've got a couple of providers that are returning this year the one not awkward but uh, just timing wise was a little challenging we have exp 360 that bring in some virtual reality headsets they're based in or that the contacts that i have are actually based in australia so yeah, just early morning calls and late evening calls with them to get that set up. All pretty good. Yeah, the planning goes well. We actually had our last meeting this morning, so a couple of weeks out from traveling, and everything seems to be okay. We have all the correct technology from the stand, our Wi-Fi and everything. So now it's just kind of fingers crossed until the Monday before the show when we actually see if everyone built it correctly, which I'm sure they would have. So. Great. And you mentioned a f- couple of partners there that you've, you're working with. What, what's it like working with them? Yeah, pretty good. So we've got two main partners that were there last year. And as the ice way, we've been dealing and working with these guys for several years. So we have Lufthansa Industry Solutions, so Stan from Lufthansa, and Greg and the team from Source Toad. We work with them really well. They really understand the tech zone and how it should work and the fact that we need to be innovative every year and change things up. So that's been really good. And then we've got a couple of new providers, which is EXP360 on the virtual reality side. And we'll be visited by Chloe, the robot from LG Electronics. So it is a she, which is kind of hard when you're talking about inanimate objects yeah she'll be autonomously walking between 
their stand and the tech zone and hopefully people will be following her which will probably be a little weird to see there'd be some advertising on there and some rolling videos hopefully and yeah people can chase after the robot they'll probably be going about two kilometers an hour so no risk of knocking anyone over can she communicate or she just says follow me i think she's gonna maybe have a little bit of speech and flutter her eye eyelids and yeah, it's just, all ai based presumably it is so yeah we're we're hoping that she's going to avoid everyone i think there's there's always a concern that the Collisions. robot's going to go rogue and start um yeah, <laughs> taking people over to the the edge of the pier and throwing them in but i i think it's going to be fine i can't see there being a problem so that's good. And we'll also be probably popping over to the F&B at sea, the food and beverage at sea that's just over the way as well. I don't know if we can persuade Chloe to walk us over there as well, but there's a bit of tech involved there. We've, we've been a little bit involved, but distance ourselves to let the F&B guys set that up. But yeah, we'll probably be taking a walk over there to, to see what interesting stuff they're coming up with. And that could well be something that we could use in 2024 if the tech zones and we'll fi- and we'll find out if chloe can negotiate a highway yes <laughs> to get herself <laughs> yeah, across be interesting that'd be really good i don't Especially think she's got any people hands. following her yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right so you mentioned dxp360 which is a virtual reality solution i think last year we had or i remember there was a kilo virtual bridge which was like a, a training simulator where you could kind of captain ships or steer ships in and out of ports and that kind of things and that looked fantastic so what's exp 360 all about so they're more of the whole vr experience so less on the training side even though they can do a lot of the training kilo was very specialized in gave you a real immersive view of the bridge and quite incredible as you're looking around you do quickly get a feel that you're actually on a cruise ship well you, you could hear the noise as well because i remember yeah, using it the drone in the background yeah. yeah that was really good and exp360 even though i haven't seen it all yet i've seen a lot of their videos and their content and they really have an immersive experience of yeah touring the ship any training they can look at mustering virtual walk arounds as well as crew training and yeah, just improving the whole guest experience, really. So that'd be interesting. We're going to have three or four headsets there and we can do sort of group sessions. Whereas with Kilo, we, it was quite limited just to really have one or two people. And the setup of Kilo, it needed, it was fairly interactive, but we had to kind of train people for a few minutes to get them up to speed. I'm hoping with 360, they'd just be off there. We're going to have them all sitting down because there's always the concern if you're new to putting a headset on that you'll be thrashing around or falling over, which does happen. So, um, yeah, it'll all be pretty safe and secure. But, yeah, they'll be running regular sessions as well as if people just want to pop in and, and have a have a go on it, they can. So, yeah, and I, I really think that's the way that maybe more for cruise lines pre-travel and for travel agents if, if someone where virtual reality headsets are becoming cheaper and cheaper and, and more sort of commoditized, then I think that in the future, and that may be in a few years' time, you'll literally be able to put your VR headset on, crew, look around your cabin, take a walk through the whole cruise ship, look at different things that were, were happening there. And yeah, then you're really immersed and you can say, yeah, I like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and book. So 
I think that that could help in that side. I think on board, there are applications to it, mustering and training and things like that are great, as well as the whole gaming side of it, which I'm sure a lot of people are interested in as well. Great. So that's EXP360. You mentioned Lufthansa are coming back as well. What have they got going on? So last year, they had something on the food tech side, which was very much making sure that there was no food wastage or limited food wastage using AI and cameras overviewing a sort of a buffet set. This year, they're going to be bringing along a piece of hardware. So I think it's going to be a, a big compressor, so a big bit of engineering kit. And through augmented reality, using like an iPad or a tablet, the visitors can actually find out what's wrong with the compressor by hovering the the camera along it. It will then pop up different tests or manuals or anything that's involved with that piece of kit and allow the guest to try and fix the problem. Right. So there's different simulations of the, they can break it in different ways and then Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah, fix and literally it. go through, look at manuals and we at the Iceway we looked a couple of years ago at different kind of fully immersive augmented reality. And that gets a little bit clunky. It means that you have to wear, yeah, VR goggles or glasses generally. And um, the cost of them was yeah, very, very high. So the fact that Lufthansa Industry Solutions are looking at something that can really just run on a tablet is a much better way of, of managing things. Certainly, if you're looking at engineering on board a ship where things get dropped and forgotten about and aren't necessarily used as well as they could be. So this could be a way forward. And also, I'm, I'm sure they'll be talking about the other applications of that in the whole sort of entertainment side and everything. Okay. And then what else have we got? You, you, I think you mentioned that Arteza Chrome is there as well, right? Yes. So the Iceway has um, a product called TZ Chromar, which is a time zone management piece of software, a portal that sits on about 11 ships um, and a, a couple of cruise lines testing it at the moment. So because most ships, most passenger ships have anything up from a few hundred devices to probably a couple of thousands of devices. So every crew member has some kind of tablet or phone or device. And obviously updating the time on those devices can be pretty daunting and difficult for the IT guys on board. So most large cruise ships probably only have an IT team of three or four. Up until TZ Chroma, there's some cruise lines do some kind of scripting that needs to be changed every time they want to make a time zone change. Others, they just have the IT crew wake up at 2.30 in the morning and do a manual change to all the devices. Not device by device, but they tend to do that in a um, in a programmatic way through, through the software. So TZ Chroma, which we was invented by us a few years ago, solves that. You can literally just pick your time zone, select whether you want to commit that change now or in the future. You can set up multiple ones of them if you want to plan ahead and you literally just click a button. So in the last year, um, TZ Chroma has made about half a million updates on devices across the ships that it's installed on with literally no issues. No real human interaction. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, 
very simple to use. So we'll be showing that and hopefully on a little touch screen and people can have a play around and change the time and that will automatically change the time on a mobile device or a Android watch or something. So yeah, should be good. Now last year as well we had Source Toad. So I'm I'm interested to see what they're doing this year, but also understanding a little bit about how things went because last year they did the prototyping workshops didn't they yes they did i'm interested to understand what whether anything came of those and you know what what kind of things were developed i think there were five participants or something there were five you're right yeah so the idea was to have a sort of prototyping workshop usually in kind of app development you'd probably do that in a in a week you'd have your idea on day one, build a kind of quick wireframe of what that looks like on day two, show it to people that may use it on day three, then amend it. And then on day five, you kind of go back to those users and say, what do you think? Sourcetoad condensed that all into about a day, which was quite incredible. So we collected the ideas. We had a bit of a, not a competition, but just a roundup. And I think we probably had about a hundred ideas come in prior to C-Trade. So from that, they whittled that down to a, probably about 10 entries. And, and then we looked through those and got those down to five. There was some meetings prior to C-Trade just to go through the sort of product idea. And these were all apps or pieces of software. Then there was meetings in the tech zone with those, those five people that had their ideas for apps. And quickly, the team at Sourcedo created just a first draft sort of clickable wireframe so that you could have a look and, yeah, get a feeling for what the app will do. It was presented back to the inventor, collected any feedback, and then sort of shared that further into a real clickable prototype. So it worked really well. There was a company called Sailorways, the Iceway. Laura from our team had something around local interests and facts. We had a cruise survey called Five Senses, something called Cruise Book, which was a cruise journal, and then Silhouettes, which was a retail catalogue. So they were all presented. One of them has gone on to be a full or certainly was a good wireframe to create a full application. Which one was that? I think that was Sailaways, but I yeah. I will confirm that. And I think we're... That's the we're cruise p- personality quiz. Yes. Yeah. I think we'll um, we'll do a bit of a, a bigger roundup on social yeah. prior to, to C-Trade just to um, yeah go through those in a little bit more detail. But certainly the comments from the Source Toad guys... They, yeah, they found it really valuable for their side and and good to get some of those tech ideas because us in technology tend to not think we know it all, but maybe don't open the doors to many new ideas. So I think Sourcenode found it really helpful to just get, yeah, maybe some weird and wacky ideas as well as ones that they could use in their own apps or their own products. So. And what are they doing this year? So this year, they're actually bringing along their um, their cruise app, which is right. a very interactive app. I've seen it used a few times. Um, it's um, obviously a guest-facing app. It's very adaptable. It works with sort of the in-cabin entertainment as well as dining and everything else. And it's it's really great. And it's it's really the ideal product to show in the tech zone. They'll be on a big touch screen so you can play around with that play videos 
link into so dining. It's really interactive. And, very interactive, yeah. And uh, okay. certainly Greg from Source the way he presents it is, yeah, it's fantastic. You, you probably wouldn't want to go anywhere else once once you've seen it. So, yeah, that should be, yeah, really exciting to see that. And I, I would imagine there'd be probably a lot of the tech firms within the IT zone coming along and having a look at that as well. So I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. Okay, so that all sounds very exciting um, for the interactive tech zone. Um, so it was really good to go through that. Um, just in general, how's your sort of prep going for the event? Because obviously you you have another work to do when you're out there. Yeah, it's it's going right. As I said, we had our kind of last call with the C Trade team this morning. So it's yeah, a little bit fingers crossed, but I'm sure it'll all go well. We've we've prepared as as well as we can. We've got the um, we've got all the 3D modeling from Caesar 8, so we know what the zone looks like. And, and I'm hoping that when we get there, I think we arrive to set up on the Monday, it'll literally just be a little bit of moving tables and chairs around before we, we can really get going. So we arrive the the weekend before, well, the week before. So we'll we're hopefully try and get in there maybe on the Sunday as well, just to make sure everything's going well. But yeah, there's no real problems. There's things like getting insurance for some of the guys if they're a bit more lively on the VR side and things like that. But it's all gone really well and everyone's been really good. Good. And do you think the venue change is going to make any difference? It's certainly from the expo floor plan and everything, It's there's not an awful lot of difference. It, it looks a little bit smaller, which in a way would be better because... Um, with sort of the remnants of COVID last year, I think there there was got a bit cavernous. Yeah, <laughs> that you could tell that it was a big, big area. Um, even though there were there were a lot of booths, it was yeah still a huge area. So it should be a little bit more intimate, which is good. I think it's great that we've got the F and B at C just um, over the road. So that's another venue that people can hop mm. along to, which is which is good. So yeah, my first time to Fort Lauderdale, and it looks good. From what I've seen so far, I can't see that there be any issues at all. And what are you most looking forward to at the event? Probably just getting together with all the other tech people. I'm on a panel and I'm a moderator as well, so that'd be some excitement on the Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, just sharing the latest tech, having a walk around the whole mm. C-Trade Global and, yeah, getting some ideas for what we can use some of the technology for as well as yeah, what our customers could benefit from the technology. So yeah, hopefully just meeting the guys, be good to meet EXP360 and the guys at LG and Chloe, the robot. Um, so yeah, meeting all those guys would be, would be good. Fantastic. And hopefully soaking up some warm weather. <laughs> yeah. It's freezing at the moment. Yeah, it's um, four degrees <laughs> outside in the UK at the moment. So yeah, it will be a, a welcome. Certainly looking forward to the weather. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And the clock's change while we're over there. So we come back to the UK and it'd be light till seven or eight at night, yeah. which is all good Perfect for the timing. Summer. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. Thanks, David. It all sounds really exciting. So if you're interested in technology and you want to see it live in action, come and check out the Interactive Tech Zone at this year's C-Trade Global. If last year's anything to go by and what David's just been talking through is well worth a visit. So thanks to you, David, for putting it all together and coming to talk us through it. And I'll see you in Fort Lauderdale. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Tech Talks from the Iceway and Sea Trade Cruise. 
I hope you took something from it and I very much look forward to seeing you next time.